Have you ever been discouraged in your health journey? Have you ever felt like no matter what you did, you just couldn't make an impact on your health? Have you ever wondered if you were just stuck this way forever and ever? If so, on today's podcast, I want to give you a framework for a way to think about your life and your health in a way that I hope is encouraging and strengthening. Because health is not just any journey, one that you've been chosen to slog through painfully. No, health is a hero's journey. And just like every good hero's journey, there are key parts to the story that make it what it is and what makes us love the hero story and the hero. If you love stories or if you need encouragement in your health, or if you just want to hear stories name drop throughout the entire show, stories like The Lord of the Rings, hint, hint, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Well, all right, everybody. I hope you are excited for today's episode. I know I am, and honestly, I'm a little nervous <laughs> because I feel like I'm bearing my heart a little bit. And this might be very weird for you who are listening, like, how how are you bearing your heart? I love stories, everybody. And I have to admit, when this podcast episode idea came up for me, I wrote it down and I was so jazzed. And then when I finished writing it down, I turned around and I was like, maybe no one else will understand what I'm talking about. Maybe this won't be encouraging to anyone. And so I'm still sharing it. I actually still hope and believe that this is going to touch other people. Plenty of other people love stories. And it really is intended mainly as an encouragement and as a framework for being encouraged in your journey, in your health journey. So here is what's going on. I I have a lot of clients that, I mean, pretty much all my clients who come to work with me and including myself when I started my own health journey, the reason you're on a journey there is, is A, you haven't arrived. <laughs> By definition, if you're on a health journey, you definitely haven't arrived to where you want to be. And B, you're stuck. You don't know how to get to the next place. You, If you did, you wouldn't be constantly sifting through blog posts and podcast episodes and talking to your friends and visiting doctors. If you had all the answers, you, you'd be done. You'd be sitting at home or going on vacation or, or hanging out with friends or taking a nap. Like <laughs> You would be doing something totally different. And so that is one key thing that as clients are working with me, and even, even as you're just listening on this podcast, one thing that I want to be imparting to y'all is the fact and the belief and the understanding that you're not stuck. And sometimes we do that through just pure science, like how does the thyroid work and where do energy levels come from? And, you know, how can I know that I might have low stomach acid and just the nitty gritty of health? But the other 
thing is, is that you can know all these little things about health. And if you're just, if your spirit is just feeling crushed from not being able to get better, and there's all this disbelief about your body and what you're capable of and, and why you're sick, or you've got all these beliefs that maybe it's your fault or you can't do anything about it and you're feeling powerless, that that's a whole different aspect of sickness that is extremely burdensome, but also needs has its own way of needing to be dealt with. And so that's what today's episode is about. I need it just as much as anybody else. And so um, here, here's the good news. The good news is that the brain responds really well when we are given some type of framework. Um, if we are told if you do X and Y, then you get Z. So like if you go to college and you get A's, then you get a job. Like that's very comforting for us. It's one of the reasons it's <laughs> that that equation is actually very discomforting right now is people are going to college and getting A's and not getting jobs. And, and that's what's upsetting to us. And so there's actually this magical thing that happens when we give a framework to something and we say, you are not where you want to be, but you actually are still in a real location that has a past, it has a future, and you're not just stuck there in this kind of myth of Sisyphus. If you know that one, it's this guy rolling a boulder. He's He's been cursed to have to roll a boulder up a hill. And every time he gets, that's his job. And once the boulder gets to the top of the hill, it always falls back down and he just has to keep doing it over and over again. And, and you know, I think we, we feel that way in our health of, okay, I, I eat the right things, or I take a nap, or I take some supplements, and I, and I roll the ball up the hill, or I go, go and exercise, and then it just rolls back down, and I feel crappy again for no apparent reason. And, and, and that is, that's one framework, and that you might have never thought of your health as that framework, but, but if you hear that just now, and you're like, yeah, that feels like me, that's what your brain is interpreting all this as. And so what I want to encourage y'all is that you're actually in a different framework. You really are. I'm going to talk about why you're in a different framework than the myth of Sisyphus. Um, and the, the framework that you're in is actually the hero's journey. And I got this idea of having this podcast when I was listening to uh, a really my favorite kind of philosopher psychologist right now, Jordan B. Peterson. And he has a book called The 12 Rules of Life. And he talks about the hero's journey. He, he also loves story. And so I want to talk with you about this process of being stuck which is in this larger framework of the hero's journey and talk to you about all the different pieces and aspects of the hero's journey and help you see kind of where you're at. So you guys ready? There are five of them. There's probably more, but I wrote down five. We'll see how many come out as I talk. But number one, in a hero's journey, when you start off a book, your chapter one, day one, page one, uh, maybe maybe takes a little bit to really encounter this thing, but usually within the first or second chapter of a book, you encounter number one, a problem or a goal. If you are on a hero's journey, you have a problem or you have a goal. Uh, so number one, if you have a problem, we, we think of stories like, uh, or the, the, usually this, the problem is something along the lines of somebody wants to destroy you or your family or your nation, or you know, maybe if it's super meta, there's something wrong with you <laughs> on the inside. And that's, that's actually something that a lot of young adult books are starting to get into of like, am I evil on the inside? Am I mature enough? But, but really, there's something that is harming and desires to harm or is currently harming this you you uh your family or your nation so thinking about lord of the rings classic you got this like powerful forces of darkness ruled by this guy named sauron or at least guided by them and 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 he's trying to destroy everything right? it's a complete decimation it's you and and it's frodo and his friends against the world or at least, I mean, they're fighting for the world. So it's a, it's a big, big problem. Harry Potter, another big problem. You got Voldemort, uh, who who just wants a lot of people dead and wants control over everything and, and is very bitter. And um, he wants Harry Potter dead for sure. So Harry Potter has a problem. And, 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 and Voldemort wants to kill a lot of Harry Potter's friends. So that's a problem. Uh, the Hunger Games is another problem. So this is the third thing that came up. And so you have the capital. So you can see the similar thing, like the capital is trying to keep 
all the other sectors under their oppression through the Hunger Games. And the problem for some people in different sectors might be, I don't have enough food, which is true of Katniss's sector. They're just like the poorest of the poor. And everybody else has varying amounts of of problems, um, but all of them stemming kind of from the capital, which is how the story is built. And so that's some examples of a problem. And if you're sick, you have a problem. You're sick. <laughs> um, your problems might vary on top of that. And usually if you're sick, they're multi-layered. Maybe you're sick and you are having a hard time keeping your job and that's stressful. Or maybe you're sick and you are in debt and so you don't feel like you have a lot of money to spend on certain things. Or maybe you're sick and you've already been to 27 million doctors and they don't have answers for you. So that's a big stuck problem. And, and I'd say actually that stuckness falls a little bit more into number two, um, the problem or the goal. So goals look like um, any first stories, like the first woman, the first man, the first person, those are goal stories. So the first female to run the Boston Marathon was Bobby Gibb. And I read about her for the first time in a really wonderful children's book called The Girl Who Ran. I loved it. I just read the whole thing in a bookstore once um, and just thought it was phenomenal. Didn't know about this. She just really loved running and no one would let women run. Like people tried to stop her. The crazy thing is, is that so like because uh, she wasn't registered, but then they didn't really let women register for this marathon anyways. And uh, so she's running this and she actually dresses up as a boy and she has this hoodie on her. But it's like you're running a marathon. How long can you run without a hoodie? So eventually she takes it off and the other runners around her like literally fend off the 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 race, not executives, but the race coordinators who are like trying to pull her off the court. Um, just really amazing. So the first female to run the Boston Marathon, the first black president, Barack Obama, the first woman to own a million dollar company, Madam C.J. Walker. She did hair care and she was actually black and female. And this was in the early 1900s. That was incredible. Um, the first person to go to college in your family, the first woman to fly across the Atlantic, Amelia Earhart. These are all first stories that are also part of the hero's story. And so uh, I see some of this sometimes in my clients who've been sick for a long time, that they're, 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 they have a problem, they're sick, but then they also have this goal like, the first time I ever can have a day without pain. Wow, that's a big deal. Um, I do get those. And, and, and so that is that that's a goal for sure. Um, and that has happened. And in, in my I have several clients, including my client C, who has a testimonial on here. We'll link that in the show notes, um, who her main one of her main problems was just chronic pain. And she'd already seen doctors at Mayo Clinic and Johns Hopkins University and University of Michigan. And everybody like people would just shrug their shoulders and say, we don't know what else to do for you. And she currently goes day to day without pain for the most part, just like a lot of us. Um and so just really amazing. And then other goals that we can get into is best stories. So winning a championship, breaking a world record, being the best at something. Um, I don't see that as as much in, in our work, but I'd say the problem story and the goal can both be a part of what's going on. So if you're sick, if you're not feeling super great, or if you just have more goals of being better than where you're at, you are in stage one of the hero story. That is the problem or the goal. So stage two, which doesn't always have like a momentous occasion, but it is an inherent, it's baked into the problem of the hero story, which is you can't get there on your own. Because if you could, there kind of is no story. Like you do have the protagonist and they have to do a lot of stuff themselves. Like Katniss has to do a lot of stuff that nobody can do for her. So does Frodo. But I mean, Frodo's got Bilbo and Katniss has all these, I don't remember all their people's names, but the people who'd make her dress and the people who are, you know, all the other sectors that are fighting with her. So she, I mean, none of these people are on their own. Um, Bilbo has... Gandalf and and but the big thing is is that we really if you really look at hero stories Harry Potter um, those are the three I've mentioned thus far so we'll stick with those you can't get there on your own it and so these people whether it's Frodo or Katniss they have guides they have mentors they have teachers they have friends there's kind of different categories so some people are teaching them how to do things better than they already know how to do like Harry Potter had wizardry teachers um he had friends um 
I'm gonna, I'm not going to remember everything off the top of my head, by the way, guys, because uh, I didn't re- pre-write everything, every single story <laughs> outline and stuff. And when you're making a podcast, you can't remember everything. So fun fact. But he Harry Potter has friends, Hermione and the other guy. Um, we have mentors, we have teachers, and then, and then you have guides. I think guides are people... Harry Potter has several guides who they're never quote unquote his teacher, but they help him get to the next level or they they give him maybe they're secretly working in the background to give him the next clue or the next tip of what he needs to do. Um, and so these people are in, needed because the, the hero, when they start their journey, they're not enough on their own. Katniss goes through a big change in her life. Frodo um, develops a lot of stamina um, and Harry Potter, I mean, he, he, he literally changes age. Like he, he grows a lot. He learns new ways to attack and defend himself from magical arts and he develops new friendships. So he grows, um, is, is, is part of not being able to get there on their own. Number three, another part of the, oh, and I guess if we really want to dive in, um, to, to the health journey, I think it's the same. You can't get there on their own. And I think that goes from everything from the doctor who doesn't give you answers because in their own way, they're still doing something like you definitely walk away like less than pleased of like, why did I just have this meeting with you? Why are you charging me for this? You don't have any answers for me. But they're at least, um, and, and the clients that I work with, I'm, and, and actually, even in my own health journey, I look back and I realize I'm glad that they at least had nothing to say because it means that they were ruling out the things that they could rule out. We want to, in our health journey, rule out bigger, badder, scarier, or just bigger things in general. And we want to know what we're dealing with. So my clients who have ulcerative colitis, my clients who have Hashimoto's, maybe they were diagnosed with these things, but it doesn't mean that they can't improve their state or put it into remission. All these things are actually super supportable and changeable. Um, But at least if they got some information earlier from another doctor, um, it's going to be a huge area or reading something on a blog or talking to a friend, they, that is a part of just like the, the little steps that you can take that prepare you for for the bigger moments where you you have breakthrough. Another aspect of the hero's journey is you often don't know, and I'd say I put often in there, but I'd probably say it's probably you never know exactly how you're going to accomplish your goal. So Frodo has an idea. They're like, you're supposed to get to Mordor. <laughs> they're like, oh, two, two um, little little people. They're not dwarves, like what they're called. Um, two little people who are going to go through some of the most dangerous lands in the world where they don't even know how they're going to have enough to eat or if they'll get killed or you know they don't even quite know how to get there interestingly enough they eventually get Smeagol um to to guide them and and so there's another guide coming up but the guide is necessary because they didn't know how to get there in a safe way and in in a in a way that actually worked or at least a safer way none of that was safe we'll get to that actually in a moment the fact the lack of safety in the hero's journey being a commonality but um that is true um Katniss didn't know if she was going to survive the Hunger Games, that is for sure. Um, we know kind of reading it as the reader, we're fairly certain she'll survive. But if you really think about it from the protagonist's point of view, they technically don't know anything. <laughs> They're very afraid. Um, she doesn't know if she's going to accomplish her goal. She did have kind of one part goal, which is to save her sister. So she kind of does do that by by volunteering because... Yeah, that's her goal. It's done. It doesn't matter if she lives or dies technically at that point because she hit her goal. But her secondary goal was maybe not die. And she didn't know how she was going to accomplish that. She only knew what her skill sets were. And I'm sure she was plenty aware. We do know she's plenty aware of what she didn't know how to do or wasn't skilled at. She actually repeatedly gets told, you're really bad at like being friendly and befriending people and being charming. (laughs) So she got told that she was bad at a lot. And I'd say that's, I remember that in my journey of like, I feel like I'm really bad. I'm either telling myself that or somebody else is telling me. I'm, you're really bad at knowing what to do or you're really bad at sticking through with your the things you say you're going to do. And gosh, that's depressing. But the hero's journey, you're not alone. People keep telling Frodo, like, you're bad at fighting. You Guess what? He is. He is not. He's not Gandalf. He's not a pro fighter, super overpowered. He's just this little guy who can who can be rather invisible when he wants to. So 
Number one, you've got a problem. Number two, you can't get there on your own. Number three, you often don't know exactly how you're going to accomplish your goal, which kind of reflects back on can't needing help to get there. Number four, there's information you don't know. That was another thing as I was reflecting on the hero's journey that I was really encouraged to realize was like Harry didn't know he was part of Voldemort's soul. I'm so sorry if that was a if somebody's reading Harry Potter right now. But but there are things that Harry Potter just didn't know. Frodo didn't know. Um the uh Katniss, things that she didn't know. She didn't know maybe who was secretly against the Capitol or secretly on her side or um, she didn't know at times if her friends were alive or not. And so there's always information that we don't know along the hero's journey. And I feel that when it's our health journey, we take that very seriously. Like if I don't know the information, then it's not out there. Or if I don't know the information, then um, I can't get better. And I say maybe even the first one's the the scarier one, really. Like if I just don't know it, if I haven't heard it, if no one is telling me at my doctor's appointment or with my friends, then it just doesn't exist. And that is not true. That's merely a part of the hero's journey. That is that is part and parcel of the hero's journey. So you're in good company in the health journey if you don't feel like you have all the information you need, even as you're trying to get it, even as you're maybe reading books and drinking from a fire hydrant of all this different information and you're trying to sift through what's going on. Um, that is part of the hero's journey and part of the hero's work is getting that information and the hero doesn't always know when and where they're going to get the information they don't know sometimes they know they're missing it and they're trying to find it maybe they're a spy sometimes they just don't know that they don't know or and that's <laughs> that that is honestly more more often the case with my clients when we are going through certain things and and that's why I made this podcast is the 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 problem of not knowing that you don't know um, just assuming you know everything that there is out there. And so trying to get more information into your hands, into your mind of of what you don't know to increase the the sense and the realization that there is a lot that you can do. So and then the last part of the hero's journey is there is a way, right? Like like if there wasn't a way, actually, you wouldn't be reading their story. That is for sure. Now, was is the way easy? Is the way... Um, quick is the way painless or risk-free that is usually not the case it and and with the best stories it's definitely not the case right the best stories the person the underdog the the person against all everybody is against them you know whether it's Sauron or the United States of America, <laughs> the that you have the hero story. It's everybody's against them or somebody's against them. And but there is a way. And that's why their story is being written. That's why the story is written, because you know there's a way. Now your story is still being written. And so there's this disbelief that can get come in and creep in of am I really a protagonist in a hero's story? Wow, that's the deeper question. That's that's the heart pain. Am I really a part of a story that has a solution? The deeper pain in the here in the health journey is not that it's taking a while or it's not what you invest in time and energy and in changes that you make in your life. The deeper pain is 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 not getting to your your goal in the time span that you want to and on top of that not knowing if it's possible. And and it is. And so that's why we, we have all our testimonials and we share about stuff on the podcast. Um, but so here's some other things. So we have those are the five things that really came up of like the the basic ground rules and facets of the hero's journey. You have a problem, you or you have a problem or a goal, you can't get there on your own, you don't know how to get how to accomplish exactly your goal. You have a vague idea. Um, there's lots of information you know, don't know, and there is a way. Um, Jordan B. Peterson, in his book, The 12 Rules for Life, he writes that the hero's quest, this is fascinating. I, I love a, a couple keywords he puts into this. The hero's quest is journeying voluntarily into the unknown. I want a moment of silence for that. <laughs> 
okay, so we, we already got the word journey. We've been saying that a lot. Um, voluntarily is really key because here's the thing. You don't have to move forward and do anything about your problem or your goal. You don't. No one's making you. No one feels responsible for it for you. That's all you. And so no one could do what Harry was going to do. No one could do what Katniss. No one could force anybody to make Katniss volunteer. She had a, I mean, I hadn't thought about this before recording this, but yeah, I mean, her phrase was like, I volunteer as tribute. So there's this voluntary journey. And if you are like a donkey putting its hooves in the ground and saying, I am not doing this voluntarily, or you're, you're struggling with bitterness, if someone did this to me, like that makes it very hard to voluntarily journey and to just say, I'm going to own my story. I'm going to own where I'm at and what's happened. And I don't always know why it happened or how it happened or how I'm going to get out, but I'm going to voluntarily journey. And that's what shifts it from a victim's stance to a hero's quest. Pretty much as soon as you take ownership over what's going on and you start making steps in that direction, you go from victim to hero immediately. Um, And the last part that he said, journeying voluntarily into the unknown. And the unknown really reinforces what we just shared about um, not having the answers, having information you don't know, not knowing exactly how you're going to get there. It's it's baked in. In The Odyssey, Odysseus didn't know how he was going to do everything that he was going to do and survive. Um, the other thing that Jordan B. Peterson says in his book, which I which I really like, he says, um, in the hero's quest, you have to destroy a dragon that's in your way. And it's not just any dragon, because there's actually lots of dragons, right? Like there's, um, you know, maybe there's a dragon six miles south of you and a dragon 40 miles east of you. So there's, you're not just, just you're not just like, I'm going to go destroy a dragon. You're going to destroy a dragon who's in your way. Um, that is why everybody's problems are different, right? Everybody's got a different dragon in their way. And some people it's their job. And I mean, a lot of us, we might have multiple types of dragons, but, um, I have a friend who's had, who is a law student and her professor used to frequently say, how do you eat a dragon one bite at a time? And so really in the, in the health journey and the hero's journey, you have a dragon in your way. It's it's a dragon that's specific to you. You're not just like I'm just gonna go tackle my health because I'm bored today. Like you, you've, <laughs> it's specific to you, um, and and it's in your way. But you you take it one step at a time. It's it's not gonna be all at once. And that's one of the reasons why when our clients do work with us, it's a six month process because we don't want to lie to people up front and we don't want to be like just. 40 days detox and you're good. It's just not how it works. People takes time to heal and it takes time to set everything up for the body to heal and address every facet of health, which isn't just the food you eat. It's how well you detox and your liver health and hormone balance and your gut pathogens. So We've talked about some really cool characters, Bilbo Baggins, Frodo, Harry Potter, Katniss. Um, And one thing that I was thinking about as I was thinking about all these characters is like (laughs) um, Katniss wasn't like, hang on, guys, I got this. I'm doing this to take down the Capitol. Her her goal was much smaller. Now, Frodo, I'd say, probably was somewhat aware of having a larger goal. Though initially, his first goal was he was like, kind of like, well, let's just get the ring to the elves. I'm just, he's kind of like, I'm just following what um, whatever Gandalf says. And it was only once they got to the the ring to the first elvish location city. I'm blinking on that. That was when. That was when he there was this bigger revelation, and we have a bigger problem, um, and he was. He was had that first big revelation, but but a lot of times we start our journey with with just one small problem, and and I say that's true with my clients. They say my goal is that I can hang out with my kids and not start not have to stop being with them or taking care of them or playing with them because I'm doubled over in pain. That was one client of mine. Or my goal is that I can become fertile. That can be a goal. Or my goal. Um, is that I can get out of bed in the morning and go and do my job or my goal is to not be in pain. And so there's like a very specific goal, but it doesn't mean that that's the only thing that will change and it can often be bigger than what you first imagine. So when Katniss had this very immediate, very, um, you could technically myopic goal, just something very much in front of her, very small in some ways compared to like what ends up happening of taking down the capital um is that 
she knew when she when she volunteered as tribute, she was risking everything. And then that is something that I alluded to a little bit earlier um, of you can't get there on your own is is that something else about the hero story is that for the best ones, the ones that we love, I'd say the ones that matter, any hero story, it frequently requires great cost and it requires risk. So the greatest rewards we've probably heard require the biggest risks. And health is honestly the same. Why would we expect it to be any different? And I say, actually, I can answer that question. It's it's partly because of how the healthcare system is set up and, and how our, our approach to health, which is, well, if you just eat the right foods and avoid certain things and you exercise, we've been given this myth on health. And the myth is not doing us any favors because it's false. It's a false myth. And the healthcare system will take care of you and you won't have any, if you have any major problems, insurance will cover all of it. And that's just not true. That's not how it's designed and built. Um, and it's not how it's, that's not how the rules are. And so we don't have a good idea, I think, going into health of what the rules of health are. And so it'd be like trying to play Candyland and then you think the rules are one thing and they're a totally other thing or trying to play poker. I'm trying to, I don't know, first games that come to mind. And and you think the rules are one thing and they're entirely usually in health, they're entirely more complicated and they're entirely less supportive than you realize they are. And so health is the same. It requires risk. And so, you know, in a hero story, you risk what you do or don't, what you are or are not going to find. You know, are, are you going to find the entrance into Mordor? Are you going to find out that your father is Darth Vader? Are you going to find out like what you're going to risk what you do or don't learn or do or don't find out? You're going to risk what changes you'll be asked to make. Are you going to be asked to lay down your life? Are you going to be asked to give up your homeland and travel somewhere foreign are you you know this is i'm thinking stories i'm thinking like frodo or something but but in 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 the hero in the health story it's it might be are you asked to give up your favorite foods or are you being asked to give up some of your habits are you going to be asked to give up and and we actually had a podcast episode come out a few weeks ago where we talk about where i talked about a lot of times getting better is not about adding things on or getting healthier. It's not about adding things on. It's about letting things go, letting go of bitterness, letting go of disappointment, letting go of expectations, letting go of, of poor boundaries and like setting up boundaries. Um, and so, but that's a risk that you, when you start the health journey, you might actually have to change something you really don't want to change. You might learn that you will benefit <laughs> from changing things. Um, you risk pain in the hero's journey. And I'm not saying that hundred percent out of health journey, but like when you think about Katniss, like she suffered, she suffered emotionally, she suffered physically, um, Frodo suffered, Harry Potter suffered, there is suffering that goes on. And so I think in the in the health journey, ironically, or interestingly, we're, we are looking to both reduce pain, abdominal pain, bloating, physical pain, joint pain, neck pain, all those pains can go down. But at the same time, that we can also kind of be pressing into pains as well. And those might be psychological pains, relational pains, um, all these things that get in the way of our health journey. Um, in the health journey, you can risk, you might be risking needing to have hard conversations with loved ones. Things like, my husband, I need you to support me in this choice. Or Friends and family, I need to put up boundaries so that you're not taking all of my time so I can rest and heal or, um, yeah, like just hard conversations in general that we're avoiding. And that comes up sometimes with my clients when we make a recommendation for a change to make and they say, that's going to be really hard because of this person. And I was like, oh, that's a conversation you need to have. Um, the other thing, you know, that I, that is very common, I think we just don't want to be a we just want to block out of our minds that health, the health story as a hero story, it, it requires risk of financial investment. And I think we don't see that as much. We feel like we don't see it as much in Frodo or in Katniss because they don't talk about it. But when, especially if you think about like Frodo, Frodo was, I don't know if anybody cares about this. Frodo was actually a, a well-to-do hobbit and he when he left home, he was basically giving up his 
property. No one thought he was going to come back. And when he does come back, they're like auctioning off all his stuff. Um, and so like that is, or is that Bilbo? It might be Bilbo now that I think about it. <laughs> I'm blanking on, I'm forgetting which stories that it was, but, but there's, there's a point in time where they just weren't sure if these hobbits were coming back. And so like by leaving, that was a financial risk. And when you think about growing your finances, and I know we don't talk about this too much on the podcast, but, but if you're, if you are personally thinking of it, like for example, if when you buy stock, you that's an investment like you are you could lose as much as you could gain and the bigger the investment or the bigger the risk with the financial investment typically the the more higher the likelihood that you'll have a better outcome uh and so i i want to say that because sometimes finances is the last barrier someone's like i just i just don't can't get over the fact that this costs money and that's a part and parcel of the hero story of there's simply risk it could be your very life it could be the way you live your life it could be the possessions you have whether you get to keep them um it could be your beliefs about yourself or how the world works but the but the question is not is the journey risky because the answer is yes better and the more important question is, is it worth it? Is it worth it for Katniss to save her sister? Is it worth it for Frodo to save all of Middle Earth? Is it, was it worth it for Iron Man who actually gave up his life to give up his life for everybody else? Is it worth it to go through all the risk and all the pain and and all the struggle to be the first black president? Is it worth it to make a difference in your life and the lives of those who rely on you in your health? And that's the reframing. It's no longer Sisyphus rolling this stupid rock up the hill and it's just going to come back down and that's just how the way it is and it's never going to change. It's you're actually going through pain because you're on a process. It's such good news. You're in pain because you're going through a process. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely looking. You're definitely on the journey. You're looking for who can be my mentor, who can be my guide, whether it's just for an hour long podcast or in a long term relationship where you are working together and learning things. So, and I want to encourage you, find out your why. Why do you want to get better? I don't care why it is. You know, I think for me, it was it was pretty pretty self-focused. Like, I just don't want to feel miserable. I think outside of that initial, I don't want to be miserable, which is, I think, commendable. <laughs> I think it's a real thing. Outside of that circle, probably a little bit, my next reason why would have been so that I can have a future. <laughs> I wasn't married. I couldn't imagine being married or having kids because I could barely take care of myself. I didn't want to be a burden to others. And um, it, it was just, you know, initially was just getting out of the immediate pain. And secondly, just having a future, being able to hold down a job and, and be consistent in my work the way I wanted to. And so find out your why, because if you don't, you won't put enough on the line. You won't be willing to risk enough. You'll be you'll just see it as as I'll just keep my pet pains and I'm not doing too much about them other than just moderating them and coddling them and saying, I'll just pop a pill every time I feel this thing, even though that pain is also connected to low thyroid and low energy and depression and, and, and digestive dysfunction and, and acne and body weight. It's like connected to everything. And so it's not about the one thing, but it, but it often starts with your main why, right? The main why that then, that then creates a domino effect for all the other things that happen. So you don't have to get better. No one will make you. Remember Jordan B. Peterson saying it's a voluntary journey. You don't have to take risks. And, and the other thing is that I was thinking about this as I was writing this is you also don't have to take risks that are the same sized risks every time. I think uh, sometimes we think of like Katniss Everdeen volunteering as tribute. I'd say that's a relatively large risk. Other times it maybe is a it's a smaller leap, like Harry Potter choosing to go to Wizards Reschool. A lot of people are like, oh, that's so cool. But there was some risk involved. I think that there was probably more risk involved in staying where he was at. <laughs> but um you know, you don't have to take, not all risks are the same size. And so because of that, and, and kind of in honor of that, I made 
I that's why I made my blood lab boot camp. And I shared about this on last week's podcast episode. I'm going to share about it again today, whether you heard last week or not. Um, blood lab boot camp is a course that I have made to teach you how to read your own labs and find what your doctor missed so that you can take back your health and get clear on the next steps in your health journey. And the reason I did this, the multifactorial, is because one, everybody's got blood labs, right? Like it's those glucose, sodium, calcium, potassium, you know, white blood cell, red blood cell, lymphocytes, like just like the hodgepodge of words that get thrown at you and your doctor hands it to you in a sheet or it shows up on your on your chart online and, and your doctor says, this is normal except for blank. And the truth is, is that I, anytime a client of mine that I'm working with hands me their blood chemistry, I'll, I'll analyze it from a functional medicine standpoint. And it is always littered with tons of things that says, and this is pointing to something being off and this is pointing to something being off. Um, And I mean, it's right every time. And so I like to think of blood chemistry as the initial window looking into the what the problem might be. And so, or the initial window looking into finally getting a first layer of insight and aha moments. And so Everybody's got blood chemistry. It's it's fairly common thing to do. If you go to the doctor, you get blood chemistry maybe once a year or whenever you're going to the doctor, they'll do that to just get an update on things. Um, it's fairly easy to get. It's fairly inexpensive to get for most insurances. Um, and, and the thing is, is that it is littered with information on your next step. And like I told you, the hero's story is about information you don't have yet. And so let me tell you guys a little bit more about Blood Lab Bootcamp because I'm really excited. It's not, so what it is, is I'm teaching you how to read your labs that you get from your doctor, blood glucose, white blood cells, red blood cells. Um, And the first thing I do is I teach you how to see it from a functional medicine standpoint, which is a smaller range. It actually is more specific on what a healthy person is. Um, And if you, I'm really leaving that short off. If you're like, what are you talking about? Please check our link in the show notes. Go to our episode and our podcast about my doctors say my labs look normal, but I don't feel normal. That will explain the difference between something called a standard lab range and a functional lab range. I teach you the functional point of how to do this. I also teach you something that you might not know. Did you know that there's multiple reasons for iron to be high or to be low? And it's not that, and these reasons are all not related to how much iron you're even taking in? Or did you know that similarly, there's multiple reasons for calcium to be low or high, and it has nothing to do with how much calcium you're taking in? Those are the things that I cover in this course. You can walk away with, look at the patterns in your blood chemistry, have an idea of all these other things that can mean, not just, oh yeah, your calcium's low, um, so take some calcium. I guarantee you, I, I would not be have created this course if that's what I was going to tell you. It is phenomenal information. And so if you're taking supplements for calcium, vitamin D, iron, and your numbers are barely budging, this course is definitely for you. And I'm going to show you why those numbers aren't moving very much. Um, this course is for women who are tired of not having answers in their health. It is if y- it is for if you want to have power and control over your health. It's if you're tired of being told that your labs look normal when you don't feel normal. It's for mamas who want more energy for themselves and for their children and, and for your husband. It's for career women who don't have time to feel sick and fatigued or be in pain. I created this course for women who want the next steps and are tired of guessing of what will help help them. It's for anyone who wants more energy, wants to reduce their pain, wants to feel like yourself again, and you want hope. This course can be taken by men, but if you've been listening to this podcast, it does specialize in working with women. And so and that's my passion, but it applies to men. All this information on here is going to be, you know, uh, applicable to men and women, as I just said. Um, so that that is who this client or the, this is for and i mentioned this on the last podcast but the reason i ended up really making this and i, I just i'm tired of all those 40 day detoxes guys 
<laughs> I can't take it. I don't want another just generic thing to throw at me. And I don't know if it's going to work or not, or it makes me feel good for a week and then not later, or I, I keep up for it for a month and then it's not really sustainable. That's not what this is about. This is about healing your body from the root up. And when you heal your body from the root up, it's sustainable. You don't have to do like I don't know, juicing or something just really hard to make this work. You, your body sustains itself. And so um, I'm doing this so that you can, when you take this course, you get the information for forever, right? Like you don't have to, it's not just available for you for a month and then that's it. You, once you get the course, it gets released on September 1st. You get to have that material. There's videos, there's PDFs, there's handouts for the rest of your life. And you can analyze your blood chemistry this year, next year, five years from now, 10 years from now. You can track it. You can see what's going on. And guys, health literacy is the key to power. And not just health literacy, literacy in general, being literate, like being able to read is part of why women can have jobs and go to college and make choices. And if women can go to war and vote and have a job and get paid a salary, why can't we be health literate? Why don't we have that power? And same with men. I think that, you know, men are don't honestly probably don't have too much more of an upper hand other than the fact that I see women consistently get devalidated with their with their aches and pains. Oh, that's Oh, you have cramps. Everybody has those. Oh, you have infertility. Everybody has that. Oh, you have. And, and we just get pushed down because doctors don't want to have to deal with it. And they're, they just hand you a pill and there's no answers from them. But there are answers. So when I go through blood chemistry with my clients, they cry because they've never been validated or shown how the answers were right under their nose the whole time. And this is why I made this. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to see the power you have in the information you already have. I want you to see clearly how you can have an understanding of what your next steps are for your gut health and for your body health. What you get in this course is you get to find what your doctors miss. You get confidence. You get clarity. You get your next steps. You get power over your health. And I made this course to be life-changing, empowering, and hope-bringing to equip you in your health and to teach you what I did after my miscarriage at the beginning of this year in 2021. I mean, I said this in the last podcast episode, but the first thing I did is when I miscarried is I contacted my doctor. I told her I miscarried. I would like blood work gave her what ones I wanted. I teach you which blood work and blood markers are most important. Honestly, another fun fact, a lot of doctors don't run the most important ones. So that list is important and knowing what to ask for is important. Um, but I sent her that list and I got it back and I learned some really valuable things. And I'm actually going to be sharing that in a few weeks on what I learned from my blood chemistry. I'm also going to be sharing what I've been doing since my miscarriage and how I've been already seeing just major changes in my health that even I didn't realize were possible. So, um, some of the dirty details. This course, it starts September 1st. That's when the course opens, but you can have access to it starting August 25th. Now, this course has a limited capacity. I really want to be able to dive in deep with those who are doing it. And so it's going to start September 1st, and we have a limited capacity of 25 people. And so if you want to be in this, you can... We have a, actually, we're going to be sending out an email the day that this course opens, and you can jump on the wait list, click the link in the show notes. We have a wait list where you will be the first to know when the course is available so that you can be one of the first to grab your spot, be ready, and get information for your health and your life so you know what your next steps are. The other thing that I am so excited to say about this course is we are giving, there is a bonus, which is literally worth the price of the course. The bonus is that at the end or after four weeks in the course on September 29th, we are going to be having a one hour and a half call with all the participants and you can bring in your blood chemistry and ask me any questions you have from the course. You can ask about your own blood chemistry, anything that you have, and, and have laser coaching call with me where we do coaching one-to-one -one in front of other people. And you can just learn, learn from other people's questions, learn from 
other people's blood chemistry and then bring your questions and get feedback. This is a special thing that I'm doing and it is just icing on the top of the cake. Honestly, this course is such a steal. It's so amazing. You're going to be able to use this for the rest of your life and you get all of this for $4.97. This course is never going to be this price ever again because it's the first time we're releasing it. I want as many people as possible to be in this thing. But after this, first and um, first release of this course it's going to be we're going to be closing the doors on September 8th or whenever we hit 25 participants and then it will be closed until we re open it again and we have not decided when that is. So if you want to have answers on your blood chemistry, if you got some blood chemistry recently, you're like, what does this mean? Uh, if you have blood chemistry that you got in the last six months, in the last 12 months, you can bring that and learn how to read it. And if you want to get some new blood chemistry or blood labs, I know some people are get confused when I say that, but I mean like the blood work that your that your doctor does for you um, is can also be called blood chemistry. If you want to get your own, you can join the course, use the PDF that we have on all the blood markers that we recommend your doctor get and give it to your doctor. Or you can even order it through us if, you know, if your doctor's like, I don't want to do it, or you don't have a doctor right now, or whatever it is, we can help you get those blood markers so that you can completely be active in the course with the most recent blood chemistry or whatever blood chemistry you have from the last six months, year, two years ago, whatever you have to learn how to do it. Well, guys, I hope that you are so encouraged by today's episode. I hope that you feel how you are a hero. You are a heroine. You are taking down dragons and slashing through the countryside. You're on a journey and you are committed to getting better. And good news, there are answers. That's a part of the hero's story. So if you want to be a part of getting your next step, getting your next piece of information, getting your the next part on your journey and getting your blood lab, understanding what they mean, getting into the blood lab boot camp. I encourage you go down to the link in the show notes and join our wait list. Be the first to know, get on that boat on August 25th when the course releases. In the meantime, I welcome you to the Better Belly Podcast if you are new here, or I re-welcome you if you have been a longtime listener. I want to encourage you, if you thought of a friend while you were listening to the podcast episode, just send that friend a screenshot of the podcast and tell them that you were thinking of them and that you believe in them. You believe that they can get better and you want to encourage them today. Other ways that you can stay connected to us is by following us on Instagram at Better Belly Therapies. I've been hearing from more and more of you on the podcast episodes you're loving and information you're taking away. And it's just so fun to connect with y'all there. And if you also are wanting to support us, wanting to see this podcast can continue to grow, wanting other people to get this information as well, I encourage you to leave a rating and review on our podcast or on our Apple iTunes website. That is, there's a link in the show notes. If you don't usually listen there, that really helps other people find this podcast and get changed just like you are. And in the meantime, remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time.